Hello and welcome to the Freedom Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Duggar. The CDC has stated that one in 44 individuals are diagnosed with autism in the U.S., according to the 2018 statistics. Um, today, my guest, Amy McFarlane, is an expert in the industry, someone who has been working in behavioral health care for 20 years and is now a business and behavior mentor to others. And so I want to welcome you, Amy, to the show today. Thank you Thank for coming you. on. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, first, I want to ask if you could, in general, describe what is behavioral health care, because not everybody understands that term. Well, behavioral health care, <laughs> it's a big term, but oh, it, as far right. as what, yeah, as far as what, what I was doing, um, so specific yep. to me and not talking about the entire industry, um, it was providing early intensive intervention to children with autism and other developmental disabilities. And so managing the, um, you know, the diet, not necessarily the diagnosis, but yep. um, intervention, the treatment, um, in order to provide good therapy to get them to be as independent as possible. And that's what I've been, I spent the last 20 years doing. Absolutely. And that is definitely like we started with there, the number of individuals diagnosed with autism is quite high. And so there's yeah. a lot of need for that early intervention to support yeah. parents yeah. and families and the children that are receiving those diagnoses. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, like you said, it's behavioral health care in general is a pretty broad term. So we're not going to focus on anything outside of what you just described. Okay. But I just was thinking that something that not everybody really does understand when you mention that, oh, I, I work in behavioral health care. Oh, right. oh what is that? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, right. But it's definitely an area of service that really helps with families in need. So, yeah. yes. As somebody who has been in that field or in business for over 20 years, mm -hmm. you've learned a lot over that course of time. Yes. I imagine when you started, there are things that you had no idea you would need to know right. when you got there 10, 20, right. 15 years later, whenever that time came. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned to me is that you have to, when you are in a business and you're growing it, you really need to define your role and stick with yes. it. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely, super important. Um, when I started my company, I was basically an, a consultant working directly with the families and the children, and I love to do that. That's how I got my start. Um, but then, and that was before insurance even covered um, the ABA, the behavioral therapy mm -hmm. that we did. Um, and so, when insurance covered it and the doors blew off and we got grew so fast, all of a sudden I'm having to hire other behavior analysts and trying to get the infrastructure in place to support such growth. And in that in that way, I remember a good friend of mine saying, you know, your business is growing. Are you going to be like the head administrator or are you going to be a behavior analyst consultant that you have been and i thought well can't i do both but <laughs> but uh and, and and wouldn't that be nice if we could do both and so yeah um i said well you know I, i'll just see how it goes but i think you need to have a bigger plan not that you mm -hmm. you know don't necessarily know necessarily know what's coming down the pike as far as the amount of th clients you're going to get and all of that but you have to decide um where you're going to put 
your efforts as far as your role in the company and then hire everybody else for the other roles and then try to stay stick to it. Um, I think too often uh, owners of businesses are juggling a lot of things and, you know, instead of maybe hiring someone, I'll just pick this up for a little while and take mm -hmm. care of that. Or, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of tough. And, and I did find, find myself at some point, because we were growing so fast, getting yeah. so many clients. I had assumed that day-to-day um, -day operations role, but then Oh, Amy, there's a client here and none of our behavior analysts can take it. Can you do it? And and of course, yeah. that's my love. Right. I love working right. with the families. That's why I did it. I love working with the children. And so I would jump, you know, change my cape and jump into that role. And right. that, it, it, it kind of sometimes feels like then then you are you're you're split. Right. You don't you're not yeah. sure where to put all the focus. And of course, you really want to put the focus in with the families. But you also have to maintain the business for your employees and everything. And so um, that would be a really, a really important thing for people who have that kind of that, that dual role at one point to try to decide where they're going to need to be and what other people they're going to need to bring in to support the rest of it. And, um, yeah. and, and if I can just say on, on one other thing that I had learned across the way when I decided, well, I kind of not necessarily decided, but I was brought into the role of executive yep. director to, to manage all of this, um, I still felt like, you know, you're busy, you're, you're, you're spinning your wheels. And in my mind, I, I think I have, to, you have to decide whether you are a visionary type of, you know, type of person in that role or the day-to-day -day ops. And I realized lots of us business owners are these visionaries that see these great big, like, this is what I want the company to be. And they're yep. more kind of having fun in that role of, of thinking about what it could be. And, and you really need a day-to-day -day person to, to, to work the day-to-day -day operations. So I found myself saying, at least I didn't have the resources to have both, like a, an executive yep. director and me being visionary. But at least I knew that, um, that, that that was something I needed to watch out for because the day-to-day, -day, you have to keep up with it while your head's in the clouds thinking of all these things you could be doing. So that's kind of yeah. a, that's kind of a little more in depth on the role, but, you know, trying to uncover all the pieces. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you don't get somebody else in there to help out with the day to day or the clinical side in this case, yeah. then you are going to quickly become overwhelmed or stunted in your ability to provide that support for others. It's not yep. going to be possible to just continue yeah. to do everything absolutely. all at the same time. You're going yeah. to either drop some balls or you're just not going to be able to continue to to, to grow and develop as you were able to. Yeah. yeah. So in order to do that, you had to find the right people that were going to fit into the right roles. Right. So uh, talk about the importance of finding the right people, not just the right people, but the best people that you the were seeking. Absolutely. And, and, and. I think as business owners and people and entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. you think and feel like you can do all of this and you can be good at everything. And so you're looking to be the best, but the the best type of leader is the one who find the people that are even better than they are for the roles. Yeah. And I, it, it, you know, I, I was always in awe of my people that I had put that did such a great job. My clinical director was awesome and she was 
way better than me in certain things, you know? So you have to kind yeah. of let your pride down and, and realize that the best of leaders are the ones that find the best people and put them to their potential. And they, you know, they can sprint right ahead of you and we're all happy for it because it makes the organization better. And you want to make sure you put them in the right role too. Cause there's often times yeah. where you might find a person and boy, you just, you need to fill this role, but this person might be better for here. You don't want to take a yeah. person that's not meant for a certain role just because they're they're good and just put them in the role you really have to find the best people and put them in the right seats and if you don't yeah. then you are dealing with it later yeah did you ever have to deal with that later uh yes <laughs> yeah yes and i won't go into any details but sure. you know i mean it, it, you know that initially the sometimes the yeah. easiest thing that you can do um is make a decision, not the best one, but it's done. But but in a yep. few months, you'll be revisiting it and, it and it's harder then. So so make sure that you're making the right decisions, putting people in the right seats right from the beginning. Yeah. So you might not get it right the first right. time, but <laughs> acknowledging that your goal, yes. that you can correct it later if you have to. But Absolutely. Yeah. To, otherwise, you're prolonging an issue that might continue to persist. And yeah. Yeah. Bring, bring a bigger issue down the line. So that, yeah, that's true. We've all, we've all done it. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. I think that any, any business uh, is in existence has hired somebody and then realized later that wasn't the best fit right. or maybe over time, just as growth occurs, that yes. person was no longer the best fit for that position. And it became right. clear, not always to that person, yeah. but to others that it just wasn't the best fit. So right. it had to be, had to be decided. Yeah, absolutely. And along the way, you also mm -hmm. get experience and you can share that experience with others as well as learn from others that you mm -hmm. are working with, whether it's your coworkers, mm -hmm. other companies, yeah. uh, even competitors. And that's something mm -hmm. that, that you have found was beneficial. And yes. how, how, what was that that was gained from those interactions and those sharing of experiences and yeah how, well, yeah let me let me i'll back up to my pre-autism world i was yeah. in marketing and sales and in yeah. in thinking of competitors was like how are you going to get the edge and how can you get up on them and and in almost like a in a sneaky sense <laughs> you know? right. but but you know, with, with, in, with, with my company and meeting you, for example, technically mm -hmm. a competitor, um, I found that everybody was there to support everybody else, regardless of whether you were competing for the same clients or yeah. it, it was it was so important to meet these people and, and mix with them and share your experiences and then, you know, gain insight mm -hmm from them and you know meeting you was was awesome um you know and i think we had we had great time sharing yeah uh, you know what 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 we're doing what works what doesn't work and i just think it's it's super important to you know to keep that door open and and maybe just yeah. in this industry it it's not as cutthroat as where i you know what i had come yeah. from <laughs> right and really you know when i started like i had said there was no insurance coverage or anything so yeah you know, we had to, when insurance came, everybody's scrambling. Everybody has to get in networks. They had never imagined having to go through that. And so right. 
essential to find other people who are going through the same thing and share it. It's not like you're giving away these super sensitive secrets or anything. We're all just trying to do the right thing, do it ethically, all for the client, you know, to, to better the client. So um, yeah, that's kind of, you know, the, the, my take on, on support and competitors and also along the way, and you, you meet people that you might have long-term relationship Mm -hmm. with, which is important now that I'm retired from, from the business, not necessarily working in that industry. You know, I have a wealth of information and I'd like to share it. I don't want to just go away. And so, you know, so I've got people that I've met throughout the years and, Mm -hmm. and some of them have come back to me and said, you know, can I, could you mentor me and and help me with this or help me with that? And it kind of, it keeps you, um, it, 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 it keeps you kind of in the game. I mean, you were in it yep. for 20 years and then you're gone. So you've met these people, whether they're competitors or colleagues or company members, right. and you can share what you have learned with them. And and, and hopefully Absolutely. that gives you a sense of satisfaction. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. While yeah. you're in it, it gives you that additional satisfaction, the relationship building. You also have that opportunity for some reciprocity. If you're willing to be a, a share information that other person is more likely willing to also communicate with you on things that you might need some support with too. And for anyone that does not know, I also was the owner of an ABA therapy company working Mm -hmm. with children with autism Mm -hmm. um, over a period of about eight years. And Mm -hmm. so we had a lot of good opportunities um, over those years. Amy and I could collaborate and to share information and to learn from one another. So, so yeah, I said that the value is added while you're running the business, but now is even extended beyond that to where yes. you're able to share your experience mm-hmm. with others that you're no longer having your direct involvement with the business operation, right. but you can work in collaboration with somebody who else, else who is and Absolutely. value from that. It's very rewarding. Yeah, yeah, very rewarding. Definitely. Yes. And, and as you mentioned, being in a stage of retirement, it's not like you now have all this stuff that you're going to do that that you don't want to do anything with what you did in the past. Right. <laughs> and you're used to always being so busy and productive all the time. So you feel yeah. like you need to do something. And, Absolutely. Um, and that's what brought satisfaction and joy. So you mentioned it already, but you have been continuing to do some mentoring right. and business coaching. and. Yep. Yes. As, a, as something that comes up along the side. So, yes, yes, it, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have a, a question that I like to ask any guest that comes on the show. Well, two of them, really. And I think the first, I feel okay. like you've shared success tips um, that I'm going to go ahead and skip that one because okay. it's usually success tips learned along the way. And you did an excellent right. job at already sharing those. <laughs> right. But um, in regards to the second, if you were to have been given, let's say while you were still in business operations, mm-hmm. um, if you were had be have have been given a million dollars to invest in your business mm-hmm. and didn't have any restrictions to it, mm-hmm. uh, what would you have done? Nice. <laughs> well, I I I draw from initially my um, my experience as a as a parent with a a newly diagnosed child with autism and we won't go there right now he's 26 he's doing well but um the the support that families need is still so it's it's in need that we help people and 
so they don't feel so isolated. And if I, you know, if I had all this money, I would go back into the into business and try to come up with ways to um, to include families with autism in the community. And I've been thinking, you know, mm -hmm. at, at one point I was so enjoying my new uh, like exercise routine in the morning and all of that, yeah. but I was still working with clients. And sure enough, you know, they can't. They can't get out to go to the health club because of the, you know, the sure. needs of their children and they can't and or, or they can't go to church because the child isn't ready for that. And I I so mm -hmm. wanted to create either some kind of respite, real good respite going into the home yep. or even I was thinking if, if we could have like child care rooms to, you know, where we could you know, we could staff that so parents yeah. and and family members could go into the community. They are not so isolated. They would have right. a place for their children to be where they would feel safe to take care of yeah. themselves to, you know, just to just to, to, to be like everybody else and be able yeah. to go to the grocery store and all of that. So, like, I, I think if I had a million dollars, I think I would start trying to figure out how we could bring families you know, in out of isolation into those yeah. into those things where where they feel part of the community and they're getting some good self-care and and not so isolated. So um, yeah. that that would probably, you know, if I were still doing that, I would I would be focusing, yeah. I think, on that. Yeah. So creating those ways to help families to yes. have their opportunities to additionally have self-care time yes. and support yeah. that they may not otherwise have. So not everybody has family members around or friends that are willing to help. Absolutely. Or as you mentioned, kids do get older. And right. sometimes those kids, they might need a lot more support Absolutely. and it becomes more challenging for somebody that used to be able to, or willing to be able to come in and help out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, that, that would be an amazing offering to be able yeah. to add that. And I, I think yeah. there's, definitely a need for more support in that area. Yes, definitely. Uh, if anyone wanted to get a hold of you and reach out to discuss business, uh, mentorship, um, and maybe they're in that similar field and they are looking mm -hmm. for some additional support, okay. um, how would they reach out to you? What would be the best way? Well, they could email me and my okay. email is amy, A-M-Y, at behaviorbiz.com. And, okay. and you've got it up there. So, yep, that's it. And, and of course, I, I mean, I can give phone numbers or all of that, but I, I, I'll be able to, to talk to someone right off the bat if they email. Perfect. All right. Amy at behaviorbiz.com. So if you want to reach out to find more information about what Amy's currently doing, yep. um, then do please reach out. And so I wanted to thank you for joining me today and sharing a little bit about your experience. I think we can all gain insights from those that have done it before us and yeah. have motivation through their, their work as well. And I've always right. been impressed by the work you've done as well as appreciated that willingness to be supportive and collaborative. So thank you for that as well. You're welcome. Thank you so much. It was fun. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Bye.